It's the K-pop cast. We've got the K, the A, and the R. But we've been waiting for the D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, we are referring to Card and their d- d- debut. Hola, hola. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm joined by our resident K-pop B-boy, Supermatic. Hi. And we can't forget our K-pop DJ, Pilo. Hey, guys. What's going on? All right. So before we get into Card's hola, hola, let's kick it off with the hit replays. So, Pilo, what's making you hit replay this week? All right, so it's an older song, guys, so bear with me, but I think ever since it released in June, it's been on my hit replay, and I haven't had a chance to really introduce it on our show yet, but it stayed on my hit replay list for that long, and I'm referring to Chung Ha and her song, Why Don't You Know? Um, Ooh, I love the, It's a great composition. She's got like a dozen backup dancers in this music video, but it's very clear who the star is. So her voice carries through and the song itself, it goes really well with that Tropical House vibe that we're getting. Uh, It goes nicely with today's Day Barking Up. Very nice. Okay, cool. Matt, how about you? Uh, you know, there were a bunch of songs that have really come out in within the past week or so that I've really enjoyed. There's uh, Zico's Artist and Auntie. You got Akmu with their new single, Dinosaur. But I've just been a sucker for summer vibes and jams lately, and uh, my hit replay is definitely, dare I say, another summer Coco Bop. And of course, I'm talking about Coco Bop <laughs> by the boys of EXO. And, uh, See what you know, did like, there. <laughs> yeah, I really like this comeback from EXO. I mean, the funny thing is I have been a fan of EXO's for a while. I wouldn't necessarily call myself an XOL though, but they come out with some pretty quality stuff, and this is another one that definitely can be added to that list. It's got that reggae feel to it so i like what they did there the choreography is on point also props to them for making it work with now eight of them because lei is busy doing his solo activities in china good job to exo for still coming out strong and with another dope comeback one number down Yeah, that's my hit replay. Uh, Steph, how about you? What's got you hitting replay this week? All right, this week I am shaking my thing to Jelly by Hot Shot. And I loved them when they first came out. They just used such strong bass lines. And you know I love that bass. So when I hear the bass line of Jelly, I'm already, I'm just closing my eyes. I'm jumping around in one of those super trendy techno house clubs downtown with all the lasers and stuff. Like, I don't usually hear this kind of bass line in a K-pop song. So it's refreshing, it's catchy, and it's got me dancing. I am impressed. So Hot Shot Jelly, that's my hit replay. Tell me what you want. Okay, so we've been waiting 
for the D. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> it's our one yes. joke, okay? Well, yeah, I'm just you, Hola, hola. Super Matic, what happens in this music video? So here in this MV from the card, we've got them going around what looks like a bunch of different locations, basically having a good time. You know, it's like one of those summer get-togethers. I guess they go on a trip around and whatnot and just explore these dope locations and get together and dance and go play some basketball, skateboard, go shopping. Just the members of the card having a good time for the summer. I mean, when you guys were watching this, did you think there was any like theory behind it? I mean, in the past, (laughs) we've had this thing with card where it's usually like two sides of a guy trying to pursue Mm -hmm. a girl and the girl's uh, Mm -hmm. her internal monologue between the two girl female members and how she's going to respond to that. Do you think we saw that with this music video, but with Ola Ola, at least in the lyrics? Not at all. It was, in my opinion, completely one-dimensional, and I was kind of disappointed. Like, I, I actually went back and watched, like, Do You Recall, or Don't Recall, <laughs> and Oh Na Na, and thought that that imagery and concept was more multi-dimensional and interesting than this. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they chose to be a little more subdued this time and not go super deep, which I could kind of understand, because uh, the funny thing is, I was curious why they chose the title Ola Ola. But then the funny thing is that apparently the pronunciation of that, uh, when they say it in Korean or like it's equivalent to the Korean way of saying going up, going up. And some of the theories behind uh, one of the reasonings for that is that I believe it was Jason who said it in an interview. The whole idea behind this song is that now that they've officially debuted after having three successful pre-debut singles, is that from here, they're pretty optimistic. They're feeling good that they can only see themselves going up. There's nowhere to go but up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clever. But yeah. Um, as far as anything deep in comparison to like, uh, don't recall, especially yeah. not nothing really like on that level here. I mean, the video is full of like interesting references and Easter eggs, but not super chock full like before. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll, let's dive into some of those Easter eggs. I mean, what immediately mm-hmm. stood out to me were the oh na na phrases, right? Yeah. And the cards, them playing with a deck of cards, each playing their main mm-hmm. card. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Matt, maybe you can embellish upon that. Yeah, so uh, there is a scene kind of towards the end of the music video uh, where the four of them are like at the, I'm guessing like a Airbnb or something where the house that they're staying <laughs> yes, at. Yes, it's so specific. <laughs> Definitely they're, Airbnb. Uh, they're playing, uh, I guess, like some game of cards and we see them throw down their cards at the same time and it turns out they were each holding their respective cards as in what their character is in this group. BM threw down the king, Jason threw down the ace, and then Soman and uh, Jiwoo both threw down jokers. But the funny thing is, they had Jiwoo throw down the red Joker and then Soman throwing down the black one because Jiwoo is referred to as the colored Joker. And I guess in a typical deck of cards, uh, the colored Joker is the red Joker, so that's why they went with that. But I thought that was a nice shout out. <laughs> and then uh, as far as Onana goes, you said that there was the phrasing there, Peter. And the funny thing is that within the dance of the song, they do the dance move from Onana oh. to the hands, the hands down and the body rolls. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty nice callback to their very first song. 
Cool. <laughs> and then throughout the songs, peppered with other moves from Rumor and Don't Recall. And then I don't know if this was intentional or not, but a lot of fans are pointing out on the second verse when Jiwoo is rapping, where she yeah. goes rum pum pum pum. They're saying mm-hmm. that's a call to FX because Jiwoo and Soman are both apparently their one of their favorite groups is FX, so they thought that might have been intentional. Huh. Nothing's hmm. been confirmed yet, but <laughs> that's another theory. <laughs> yeah, that is a very specific phrase. Yeah, and that, now that we know the FX thing, that, that probably is the case. That's cute. I mean, the ref- self-references were in there just to mark their debut, I guess. I mean, did you think that there was any point behind it? Or it was just like, we've, we've debuted. Remember all these things that we did. <laughs> well, uh, going back to that same interview that I mentioned earlier, I kind of wish I like remembered or saved it because I'm not... Uh, I don't recall where it was, but Jay's recall. Like, I love how we're all <laughs> saying recall so much in our <laughs> in our comments. Right. Yeah. But uh, in that same interview, Jaysev said that uh, part of the reason why they went ahead and threw in like some of the point dances from the first three songs and other callbacks to it is because the group themselves they acknowledge that even though this is their official debut and the prior the prior three songs were pre debut, technically speaking. They acknowledge that those three pre-debut songs are what helped them get to this point and that they built a strong fanboy fan fan base. <laughs> especially internationally. Like they, with their they international made a fanboy fan here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've got two sitting right here. <laughs> yep. They wanted to find a way to incorporate and honor those three pre-debut songs because if not for those three debut songs, they wouldn't be here now. And it kind of plays back into the whole concept of Ola Ola, aka going up, going up. It's because like we've been on this steady rise and now we've hit this debut. Now let's keep going up. Huh. To me that feels very anticlimactic. I mean it's it's just like a nod to something that only the fans would get. I don't know. Mm. I, I guess I was ex- maybe expecting more. Something more on the artistic, deeper meaning side from these guys. But whatever. It seems to be working, at least with their fan base. Um, mm. I mean, Matt, you, I thought it was interesting. Like they, they filmed at all these different locations. Uh, you know, we saw them in various shots in LA and then also mm-hmm. filming all the night shots in Las Vegas. It's so funny. It's like, oh man, had I known, <laughs> like I would have been there. It's like, oh, I was yeah. in that. I, I was actually in Utah, like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, like exactly where they were. Dang. Can't believe I missed him. Where was I? <laughs> I mean, if, if anything, I, I think uh, when K-pop videos showcase these international, Western, hot settings, um, I think it's, it's to show that, yeah, we're, we're a legit group on the global stage and we're going for that international audience. Like, that's our, that's our target. And it, it just makes them look super cool as well to be out there in another country. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, I totally agree, Stephanie. And I, I feel like that's especially important for card for a group that isn't doing as well uh, domestically in Korea, you know, appealing to their main international fan base who are very likely based in Los Angeles and <laughs> yeah. like Las Vegas. So I think it makes total sense. And it, it ties in nicely with their, summer theme that I think they're, they're trying to go for with Ola Ola. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a host of critiques of this song. I mean, like on the whole, for the concept, I was quite honestly fairly disappointed. But mainly, I, I feel like their execution as singers and dancers didn't quite hit the bar. When it comes to the singing, let's imagine swapping in other K-pop idols that we know. So imagine how much stronger the rap would sound if we had T.O.P., right doing the male rapping 
or the verses on, on the rap. I think it would be stronger with T.O.P. Or if we had uh, mm-hmm. Hyolin from Sistar singing in the chorus, I think it would honestly be a better song um, just for the singing part of it. Uh, imagine Lisa rapping also. <laughs> like, I, I feel like when <laughs> they... Were, Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> that, but that would have been welcomed. I think that <laughs> Rambo yeah. would go over yeah. well with this Tropical House vibe that we're getting. And in this song, it's like they're just talking at me. Mm. This isn't spoken word. It's K-pop. Yeah, I honestly don't remember anything impressive about the, the singing. Throughout yeah. The yeah, and it's perhaps even more disappointing. I know that we were talking about this, you know, before the episode, but we were looking at the live performances. And normally within the preview of our Daybok or Not review section, we don't include, you know, their live performances. But looking to their live performances, I feel like they don't even hit the mark for <laughs> for their Dang. own choreo and singing. Uh, like, you'll hear times when they actually do technically fall flat. It's like, oh, you're off key. (laughs) It's like, this is your own song and you're off key. So I think the members need to practice more. I mean, maybe they're trying to do too much before their official debut. This pre-debut strategy worked in terms of getting that international fandom because it was so different from anything else that we're seeing, seeing. And the timing was right for introducing that song, that vibe. But they don't seem as rehearsed or as sharp as other K-pop groups. When I look at the dancing, I think the choreo makes sense, but their execution of the choreography feels very sloppy and loose. Like you can see where the timing is off between like, oh, her foot is a little behind his foot in terms of stepping or their arm movements aren't sharp at the same time. And it feels like there's disproportionately levels of effort or fluidity among the dancers on the team and you look at bts for example (laughs) pulling a random example like all the members of bts Mm, are incredibly sharp when they do their dancing and i don't know if it's by design but for card for their execution not to be that sharp maybe maybe that i think so okay i I don't know maybe a, a professional dancer could weigh in but i think that's part of their appeal that they seem more casual and not putting too much effort into being sharp and serious. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what, what do you think? <laughs> uh, funny enough, to that point, I remember there was a video that uh, of a different interview with BM. He was asked about uh, cards like dancing and choreography and stuff. And uh, he said that one of the things he was really thankful to their choreographer for, Z-Sun, who you can see featured in the uh, hidden version of Rumor. That's right. <laughs> um he said that he does acknowledge that they're not exactly like the sharpest or more technical or most technical group in when it comes to K-pop groups as far as like dancing goes. But he said that part of the reason they're not too worried about that is because one of the parts that they know and acknowledge as a K-pop group is that a big part of the K-pop fandom and community is fans doing dance covers. And uh, BM said that one of the things they're trying to do as a group is have their dances and choreography accessible to everybody, regardless of dance level. That may be true, right? Like, and and I I applaud that. Yes, like he, that's totally right. The whole fandom covering the K-pop dance that's a really well known and well documented phenomenon. Me just coming mm-hmm. off of the K-pop World Festival here in San Francisco, where yeah. I watch all these other yes. K-pop dance crews. Right, but they are the K-pop performers themselves. They've got to set <laughs> that pinnacle model for all the cover groups to follow. I feel like, or at least inspire True. the baseline choreography for other groups to do maybe their own creative riffs off of. In particular, I'm thinking of moments where they should have pushed that chemistry a little bit more. 
So remember, it, we saw this in Oh Na Na, where the girls do the twerk, right? We see the twerk <laughs> here, right? It's a very light twerk. It's like they just kind of thrust yeah, up and blink down. Blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah, was- yeah, yeah. You blink it and you miss it, right? Um, uh, and the guys, they also kind of lean back and they, they do their grind. Like dudes and dudettes, like go into it. Like These when, are, This is supposed to be the Western American, aren't they? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're, you're right, Stephanie. Like, if they're going to be appealing to an international crowd and they don't have to worry about, like... like get in there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Get in there. This isn't like, you know, we don't have to worry so much about the mainland Korean Christian values as much if you're appealing to <laughs> international fans. Like, you can, like, dig it, grind it. So, right? when I was in ballroom for example, right? And I had my ballroom partner, like, we did Latin dance moves, like, we Mm -hmm. really had to be like, ah, yeah, dripping in sexuality, (laughs) you know? And, like, that was necessary. Like, because that chemistry and that personality really shows to the judges. I mean, it it makes the dance more fun to watch when you see that Mm -hmm. chemistry between the two dance partners. And I get the challenge that these guys have. They talk about how it was awkward watching your sisters, like, twerk in front of you. I totally get that, especially coming from this modern <laughs> background. It's like, oh gosh, I've got to like touch this girl in this really sexy way and and stuff and like that. That was a little hard for me as a ballroom dancer, but you get over it, right? But you've got to commit yeah. to it. You got to be like, at least for me as a Latin ballroom dancer on the dance floor, you've got to be the alpha male, and Ooh. that's what these guys need to be in their dancing. And same thing with these girls. These girls need to be like, yes. yo, yo, boy, like, come on, get it. So. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I say, as the K-pop stars themselves, they've got to set that high bar, that pinnacle for other groups to, to follow, the K-pop yep. you know, fandoms to follow. Let the record show that we are all in agreement that <laughs> we want to see more twerking, more grinding, more, <laughs> <laughs> more sexiness. Just give it to us. We're waiting for the what? <laughs> oh, nothing. Anyways, um, I see in here some uh, interesting yeah. quotes and feedback, like continuing on the dance theme. That's you right. put a quote in here from uh, So Anyone. That's I'm right. a huge fan of theirs. What yeah. did they have to say? So when I was at the K- San Francisco K-pop World Festival this last weekend, and by the way, So Anyone. So Anyone won. Uh, oh, they did? Yeah, they won the, the festival. If I may shamelessly come in here, though, congrats to my friends from KDC as Solect taking second. Yeah, yeah. Solect was also very good. I, if you were following me on Twitter, I was tweeting videos of uh, the performance from the DJ booth. Anyway, great all around. Yes, all the great, perfor- great job, all the performance. But I, while I was there, I had a chance to connect with uh, Isabel from Sony One, and she's we've quoted her on the show before. And the feedback I'm giving you guys right now that I was kind of disappointed, uh, she had very similar thoughts. So quoting her, she said, I would also have to say the same, but Card has the tendency to make their moves very individualized, which would lead to cr- the choreography not being very in sync with the entire group. Also, their main choreographer has a very specific style of dance that deals with a lot of grooviness, which is pretty hard to clean in the first place. As for Ola Ola in particular, I thought it was a bit lackluster in comparison with their previous choreography. Their three past songs had some kind of key move that could easily be recognized and followed, whereas Ola Ola did not. Although I did think it was very awesome of them to include the choreography points of their past songs into Ola Ola, the choreography seemed sort of out of place since we've previously seen these moves before. 
I still really love doing a cover of Ola Ola though, just based on the fact that all their choreography is very groovy and it gets you in a good mood. And mm. yeah, yeah. The choreography is good, right? Especially for these K pop dance cover groups. And the groovy feeling that Isabel is alluding to here, like excellent for us international fans, gets us in mm-hmm. a good mood and we can really milk it for those body rolls, right? Yeah, for sure. That <laughs> um, Peter is demonstrating in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it did really lack, though, in a signature point dance. That wasn't just self-referencing their previous stuff. Yeah. I'm inclined to mostly be in agreement. I mean, I guess, if anything, maybe the closest thing to a specific point for Ola Ola would be that one move where they body roll with their left hand kind of like at an angle where they make a fist up. But aside from that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like as much as I do love this choreography as well, and it does seem a lot of fun, when it comes to like looking for a specific part that sticks out, it's like, wait a minute, that was from one of their three previous songs. <laughs> so it's like, hey, Card, come on, we're rooting for you. What you doing? Yeah. What do you guys think of the song? Uh, if I may, the, the funny thing is that I see that you included here a uh, quote from Nick of the Bias List, who we quote so much on this show. Shout out to Nick yeah. if you happen to be listening. Uh, the funny thing is I also found his review, Peter, and most of what he said is pretty much what I would have said, too. I'm totally in agreement with that certain part about Jiwoo's rap, because as much as I do love her uh, and her rapping, because I think it's pretty cool, and also that is her main role in the group. She's kind of known like as pretty much one of the forefronters, or one of the one of the members at the forefront of rapping. It's basically her and uh, Jacev, I think. Uh, the way that they put it in here for Ola Ola, I kind of wish they either chose a different section to do it, or it would have been the setup for the instrumental to like, as Nick says, explode more. Uh, yeah. To quote Nick, what he says, I wish, I do wish the second verse would have exploded with added propulsion rather than pull back for Jiwoo's great, uh, gritty breakdown. And I'm totally in agreement with him. Like, as, as much as I did enjoy it, I just thought it could have either been placed somewhere else or I wish it would have been used to be like the hook in and then bam, hit you with something right after. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a really great way to put it. Um, about halfway to two thirds in, I think I got bored and I started like clicking around for other things to watch. And that's like a really bad sign for me when I'm a a fan of the group. I want to support them and stuff, give them a few, a full view. But, um, I think as, as Nick identified the way that the song was arranged or the different sections were put into an order that did not keep my attention. I think the real downfall are the verses in this song. That as we're talking and what Nick is quoting here, the verses are incredibly subdued, perhaps more mm-hmm. so than any of their previous three songs. The chorus, and, and Nick says, like, you need more vocals in the chorus. I, I thought that was fine. Honestly, I thought the, the instrumental hook in the chorus did it for me. But that was really the only thing it had going for it. And, yep. you know, we have to question, is this Tropical House vibe going to last it's definitely the genre of 2017 for k-pop without a doubt i mean from all the hits that we've seen this summer this summer and and this year um and to date it has worked well for card but part of what i really like about k-pop is its ability to perpetually reinvent itself I mean, we've seen this with EXO, right? Like EXO's song is a sort of departure from what we've heard from them previously. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you know card like if we want to continue categorizing them into the broader umbrella of k-pop i think it's almost by definition they have to come up with a comeback or a new concept because right now i'm getting kind of the same concept from all their pre-debut tracks now maybe i'm not supposed to see the pre-debut and the debut thing as being like the same or separate category um this whole idea of like what's a debut (laughs) when you have all these other songs before today like i'm still confused by and the whole hidden member concept i'm also confused by and i don't think they've been committed or honored i think the original spirit of this hidden concept that they've uh introduced the the group with with their first track onana so i need something new and fresh from card i think for me to keep liking them and they need to practice more when it comes to their vocal execution as well yeah Yeah, i'm inclined to agree (laughs) the thing is i mean i guess it might just be my bias speaking or i don't know but the fact that this group kind of did just debut a little over eight months ago so they're still relatively new or, well, I guess No Nana was a pre-debut, quote-unquote, but that was when the world got the first look at Card. Overall, and their experience as a group, and in being Card, and being out here under all of our watchful eyes as K-pop fans, they're still a young group, technically. Like, they haven't even hit a year together yet, compared to all these other groups that we like to cite and that we look to, such as, as you said, BTS, EXO, whatnot. I feel like... Well, at least for me, I'm still cutting them a little bit of slack. Not too much, because there is a standard, especially these days when it comes to K-pop. But I am cutting them a little bit of slack still, because I feel like they just maybe need a little more time to really find that definitive sound for them and that style, or for them well, to I hit that... I think they that... found their style. They've just been over-harping on it, right? True, true. Basically, what I'm just getting at is, like, for me, I guess I'm just be- it's me being more optimistic than I probably should be that I feel like they will get better from this. I mean, admittedly, Ola Ola was a bit of a mixed bag for me. I looked on the first listen, but then as I kept on watching and listening to it, I was like, actually, hmm, um, I was looking at it with rose-tinted glasses now. If I compare this to the three pre-debut songs, this is not as strong as I was hoping. But with that said, I'm still holding out, holding out hope for them. And yeah, I mean, I'm still proud to represent card as a fan uh i believe they recently named the fandom hidden card so i'm still gonna be proud hidden card (laughs) for me like ola ola is a good effort in my opinion i just feel like there is a lot better that they can do and i'm gonna i'm gonna hold out hope and go out on a limb and say that they will do better than this because i believe that they can (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i believe that they can too um paradoxically i think that their debut song Uh, feels to me like a sophomore slump almost it's Mm. like they had a big hit that everyone loved and then the producers or or whoever the label decided okay let's try and almost copy the style of what made you successful but also stay really safe and try to be kind of broad appeal k-pop i don't want to say bland but something that it would cross over and steal fans from other groups. Uh, (laughs) And in doing that, they lost what makes them unique and appealing. 
with the concept, with the the audio, and you know, with the tropical house stuff. Maybe I've just heard so many this summer that I'm just tired of it. But um, I, I didn't really enjoy this song. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, like it's one of those things that I will probably play in my DJs just because I love the chorus and the hook. But that's it. <laughs> like it's it's one and out. It's what you call one and out. It's where you just play the, <laughs> one the and hook. Out, yeah, yeah it's, you play the hook of the song and then you gotta move on to the next song. Yeah. I, I think you're right, though, Stephanie, that the the label was hedging their bets, trying to figure out like, okay, what's going to be the safest gamble for us? And I don't know if DSP Media has the resources to do what Blackpink had did, right? Where they do like their two singles at the same time, where they present two different directions, and then they they sit and watch, and then they, they judge, and then they recalibrate based off of that. So maybe just DSP Media doesn't have the resources to make that kind of a gamble. Yeah, good point. Still rooting okay. for them. Yeah, I, I mean, that that all said, like, I, I am also optimistic for the co-ed model. I think Card can do good, but they're starting to feel a little sore. The same thing. Final scores? Yeah, sure. Um, concept for me, uh, pretty flat at a three. Comparing it to a lot of the other K-pop videos out there, it, it falls right in line. Same color scheme, same <laughs> settings out in the desert, just same everything. So three for me. And can I just say, if I have to watch one more slow motion pillow fight in a K-pop video, I'm, I'm so done. <laughs> it was cute at first, but <laughs> oh, it's so overdone. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, does there need to be a new spin on the pillow fight? Maybe they just all need to be topless or something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stephanie was drinking when I said that, and now she's choking. So what you're saying is topless would do it for you. Basically, yeah. Okay. That's the if one exception. My, if my coughing fit didn't convey that enough. How about you, Supermatic? What was your concept score? Uh, you know, funny enough, I was kind of bouncing around the same area as Steph here because on one hand, I really like uh, and appreciated what they were doing in terms of honoring the prior three songs, which was all pre-debut. And uh, the music video was... It's, it's a nice-looking music video. It was fun to watch, but... Beyond that, I don't know if it necessarily grasps me like, oh my god, super amazing. So, hmm, if I have to quantify it into a final score, I think I'm going to be right there with Steph at just a flatline middle three. <laughs> okay, I, I'm surprised you guys are actually even giving it a three. So, mm. for me, I'm giving it a 2.5. It's definitely not Dang. a three. It, it doesn't give me anything. Like, their dance is lackluster, and I love seeing, like, Santa Monica in LA and stuff, but, like, for what reason? <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't give me anything. So, the 2.5, I mean, the production value is high for what we're given, but it, it doesn't say or give me anything. Yeah. And the dancing, I think the execution is just sloppy. Okay, audio? I'm kind of inclined to also just be in the middle here with, uh, like, somewhere around the three area, just because if I had to, like, compare this in a vacuum to the three pre-debut songs... I feel like this would probably be near the bottom of the list, if not the bottom, which is kind of sad because this is their official debut. <laughs> I think I'm just going to have to give it a solid flat three as well, just because like, on one hand, it's cool, it's fun to listen to, but like you said, it's uh, for me, it's probably one of those where I'm just going to play it once, listen to it, and then I, I'll be like, all right, back to their other songs. <laughs> yeah, For me, um, I think I'll put it in my rotation. It has the potential to grow on me a little bit. I do like the chorus. 
parts or mainly the instrumental part like Peter does. That's right, so yeah. I'm going to give it 3.2. I mean, if I had to put it head to head up against Don't Recall or Rumor, it would always lose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how would you rank it overall against all of Card's other songs? Mm, babe, fourth. Is that last? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> At least yeah, for their think... for their promotion promoted titles, yeah. Yeah. I guess for me it probably ties for last. I, I definitely like Onana and don't recall, but rumor and this one I think are kinda tied for last place in my opinion. Um, I'm going to give it a three. The hook is the only redeeming quality of this song. And if it weren't for that, it would be much lower. And this is a song that should be given to like my dream group, which will have like T.O.P. and a bunch of other sexy K-pop girls. So <laughs> that's, that's how I'm, I'm imagining listening to it. Like T.O.P. and Hyorin or Hyorin. Mm. Pronounce it. Like that would have been a good match for this song. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sure. Guys, is this song Daybok or not? not? <laughs> I, it hurts to say it, but not for me. Yeah. Not Daybok for me. Uh, I don't know. This kind of sucks because, like, it's not, hmm, it's not necessarily know. a song I hate, but at the same time, it's like, if I think of a song and music video that's going to be Daybok, I'm like, I have to love it. And the thing is, I don't know if I necessarily love Ola Ola. I don't hate it either. I, I guess it's barely... Daybook? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, mean, I did buy the album, but I guess that's more on the strength of their prior three songs. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Card, major success abroad, not so great in Korea. I think it's getting major success abroad because it's very genuine to the two genders. And it's, they really brought that tropical house dance hall genre up in the charts with Oh Na Na that it sort of set a ripple effect throughout all the other K-pop. Can this model continue, this international model for fandom? We'll see. Um, in- interesting thing. Um, I-, I just watched the video a-, a few minutes ago, rather, and I scrolled down to the comments, and like all of the comments seem to be international, probably American fans, saying, all right, hidden cards, everybody view this video, everybody watch it. They're doing this well on the rankings right now. And a lot of like disappointment that they didn't beat Blackpink's debut. Um, Just all about uh, trying to use these online metrics and numbers to try and um, to make card legit in other forums. I I thought that was, it was fascinating to see. It's, It's not even comments about the song itself or whether it's good or not. They're just obsessed with um, with getting the view count up. Uh, that's what it is to be a, a Sasang fan <laughs> for a lot of these groups. Yeah. <laughs> Could they have released anything in the in that debut slot, and the fans would have reacted the same way? Like, what would they have to do to truly disappoint that fan base? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, release I a signal by Twice, but even signal works because like, <laughs> they got such like 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 Twice. They have such critical mass. Like yeah, they they could have done like no wrong with exactly. a debut, assuming you had three pre debuts. So mm. <laughs> like, I mean, they're just lucky they had a really strong initial pre debut. Tropical yeah. House, I think, is probably going to be out by twenty eighteen. Right. It's already done. 
I don't yeah. know. In my opinion, once SM starts hopping on, then it's done. It's over. Uh, like, oh, SM is doing this now? Okay, guys, we got to Oh, stop. yeah, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably, probably going to be done for sure come the end of this year if it's not already again because it's like both of you have been saying k-pop has been harping on this genre and style so much already especially this past year and even towards the end of last year it's like while these songs are cool so how much of it can be done before we truly get tired of it and it's just like ugh, another one (laughs) yeah well that's that's just what k-pop does it latches onto something and it just milks it for all it's worth every last drop does the same kind of thing true until we're done i do have to say though like one of the reasons why i guess they're still going with tropical house is because it's still in season especially uh like connecting back to the first question you had for us peter which was about the international model yeah uh i mean card does have a very strong international fan base which they've established as we've talked about and we've even reviewed all three of their prior pre-debut songs and we've talked about this before and uh the funny thing for me is that i feel like the international model can possibly work for them. It's just a number of different factors. I mean, Steph, you covered it about the whole YouTube views and stuff like that, like metrics Mm -hmm. as far as music video views go and whatnot. But then the other thing too is like, uh, one of the other measurements of success for a K-pop group is how much physical uh, albums they sell, like like the physical albums and stuff, like how much they actually sell on things. And the thing for me is, like, I've tried looking into this, and I actually don't know if there's really that much of a difference between internationally and domestically as far as in Korea, like, which market buys more physical albums, because some of the fans here in the States alone, I gotta say, like, some I know, some I've heard of, some I've seen YouTube videos of online, like, American K-pop fans can be pretty crazy, especially if it comes to their biased groups. Like, they will literally hop on and they'll buy, like, 20 albums or even some, like, groups will get together and they'll buy 200 albums just to get this group up there. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it just depends on, one, what card does and what the what DSP decides to do with card. But on the other hand, it's like, I think part of it lies on the fan base as well, whether or not they will actually be willing to give them the support they need, a.k.a. buy the physical albums instead of just downloading it online and watching YouTube. <laughs> aka do you have saucing fans or not like are you gonna <laughs> create fans that are gonna That's have that rabid zealous fandom to to pay with their money you know <laughs> to send to send money yeah um i think maybe another metric to that matt is concert turnout right? yes like, that's good. they've been doing i don't know how they've been doing on their u.s tours but uh, they're coming here to san francisco they are <laughs> yep i'm playing wait what when sf yeah, they're going to SF October 8th. Tickets go on sale uh, August 5th. All right. Sign me up. Let's go, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is funny. We're shitting on this song, but we're all like, let's go to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> I've even talking about how they're doing bad like in their performances and stuff, and it's like, let's go see them. So, <laughs> yeah. That's what know. it is to be a K-pop fan. You know? Right. Yes. Yeah. There's some logical, like dissonance here like <laughs> why do i still want to see them even though i feel <laughs> yeah, we like we are all under the k-pop spell like yep. the, the, the label has us under <laughs> i, I hate their critical music, but i must pay my money to go see them 
<laughs> well, let, let's try to end on something happy. In addition to mm-hmm. seeing them in San Francisco, what can Ooh. Card really do to win? I mean, what 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 practical advice can we offer them? Honestly, I feel like you already touched on it earlier, Peter. It's just maybe change up the concept because we've already gotten this certain flavor from Card already with four songs now. Like they established the high bar with Onana. Don't recall was a was a pretty dope. Uh, follow up to that on its own right, but then with Rumor and now Ola Ola, it's kind of like they didn't really hit it out of the park as we were hoping. For me, I feel like just swing for the fences, try something completely new. Like, don't necessarily lose your identity as card, but just go okay. with a different concept. So, I'm, away I'm, gonna, from Tropical House. I'm gonna challenge you, Matt. Like, what concept should they do? Oh, can you see how hard about. this is, Matt? Like, it's like, yeah. what the hell do you do? Like, what what yeah, is that new yeah. concept? Especially considering that they're a co-ed group, so it's not like they can just go, like, they can't pull a CLC and completely go from, like, innocent bubbly to, like, four-minute light swag. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they could. I, I mean... They should try. I, I, I don't think Aegyo is good for them. No. So let's no not more suggest Aegyo. that. No, no, Aegyo, please. Especially not on card. <laughs> right. I don't know. I want something where they interact with each other more. At least in the dancing. Yes. Like more male, female, play that up. Something more troublemakery. Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know, and, and not not three six five F R E S. Oh no! Oh god! But something that I don't know really plays off of that chemistry. Something yeah, more dark, classy, and sophisticated. I want Ooh. them in suits. All of in them. Suits. Yeah. Ooh. You know what? I I don't know if. For me, maybe not suits, but definitely dark. I think yeah. dark could go well with these guys. Right. Something dark and risque. Mm-hmm. Mature. Mature. Yeah. That's where that's where they could fit in here. Yeah. And then they'll or get no signed in with a stuff. S and M. <laughs> Peter. That joke. That's the joke I keep thinking on this show. People who have heard our show for a while oh now just roll their 18 eyes. Plus. <laughs> Anyways. Any other final thoughts on card? Um, sure. Uh, my thought from like th- this video is the first time I got a real good look at uh, BM, and all I have to say is like, all hail the king. <laughs> he hot stuff. He could and get it. I want to see more of him. So. Shirtless. We we need more BM shirtless. shirtless. Topless required. <laughs> Top- okay, so next concept needs to be dark, risque, and shirtless. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You read my mind. There we go. Okay. DSP Media, are you guys listening? That is the formula to win. This is what you need to do for the next comeback. Dark or Miss Gay. All right. They're going to do it. If not, you know, we're we're just going to have to, you know, tell everyone to not like it. Uh, like aunties um okay, no, yeah we'll come crazy. to the concert as aunties <laughs> <laughs> no we're, we're about that guys oh man all right well in terms of listener feedback we got nothing this last episode oh, so man. maybe you guys all, all agreed that maybe red velvet was a less than an adulting or maybe you were just like thought we were all off a rocker and you're like unsubscribe so <laughs> <laughs> no. whatever it is um we need don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, let us know what you like and dislike, and uh, we'll, we'll throw fold it into the next episode. Mm-hmm. What are we going to cover next time? Uh, you know, funny enough, I'm looking at what's coming out within this coming week in K-pop, and uh, the most notable names I can see on the list include 
probably either Monster X with their next digital single, or we've got the comeback of JJ Project, the subunit from Godspell. JJ Project. <laughs> so maybe it'll be one of those. <laughs> okay. Yes, you, have, you know my vote. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like Monster X. I guess. Okay. Despite. No, I like Monster X too. It's just been so long since JJ Project. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch them both. We'll decide. We'll- <laughs> or if you guys, if you, our listeners, have thoughts, yes, you know where to reach us. Um, I'll Absolutely. go first. I'm so smart. DJ Peter Love. That's the way to get feedback. Where, people, where can people find you, Stephanie? Uh, people can find me at sparker2 on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter as well at supermatic, S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. And don't forget to hit us up at the K-pop cast. You can follow us on our SoundCloud, Facebook, blog, Whatever, we're there. We're listening. Is there anything that we can end on that's like happy and upbeat? All I can think of is the D. (laughs) (laughs) Not appropriate to end on. (laughs) And we'll end on that. (laughs) Okay. Um, Good night, everyone. This is uh, DJ Pirlo signing out. Bye. See you. Give me that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me. Give me that stuff, that funk, that sweet, that funky stuff. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give me the funk, that sweet, funky stuff. Okay, that'll work. We've got the K, the R. <laughs> really? I can spell. It's four letters. <laughs> Okay. Good job, Peter. Thanks. <laughs>